When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you very much, Mike and the Molotovs. Fresh off of our big Four Peaks fun last night. And again, I heard so many stories. I talked to so many people. And there was one guy last night, and I'm not going to say his name. Uh, well, I can, I guess. His name is Sean. And Sean had just recently, uh, for the very first time in his life, lost his dog. It's been a couple weeks, and I could see it in his eyes that it was it was kicking his ass. And we had a nice talk last night. And those are those moments when we get into the, you know, the events for the puppies and the dogs like that, where you see how much animals will not only touch your life but change your life and be part of that. And it really was an awesome thing. So he's going through a hell of a time. And uh, I say this to him, and I say it to everybody else because I'm a big fan of the. Humane Society and Lost Our Home Pet Rescue and all the all the shelters, even the ones I'm not involved with that are doing the right thing. If you're if you're tight with them, I, I do stuff with Incredible Stella and One Love, and I have all sorts of things. If you've got a charity that you love about that with animal with anything, uh, it doesn't matter if it's supported by your favorite radio guy. If it's it doesn't matter, do it for you, make it about you, and uh, help out where you can. Because I'm looking at that guy last night, just uh, an arrow firmly into the bullseye of why we do what we do for the animals, just that kind of stuff. And I will tell that I say this too. If you've been through the loss of a pet, you know it's just miserable. Uh, but if, like he said, his dog was 15 years and four months old when he lost her. And I said, I know it feels like garbage, and you got to be ready for it. And I said, but there's a lot of dogs that would love to hit the jackpot like your last one did, and you're one of the good ones. So give another dog a chance. It isn't replacing your last dog. It's giving a dog that didn't have that chance the same life. And if your dog that died could talk, it would say, do this for another one of mine. Do this for one of mine. Don't don't end it here. Don't don't let my dying stop you from giving another dog that chance. Because there's so many. I'm talking to ladies last night, and they were awesome. Uh, and the guys from the Humane Society, they're like, man, we get to these points where it feels like we're making a dent, and the next thing you know, there's just this flood, and we're overloaded, and we need foster families and that. And the same thing happens at Lost Our Home. It's like our shelter. We have open space. I'm like, oh my god. That's amazing. And then a week later, like, we've got a glut. It's just, it's a never ending cycle. So if you can rescue a dog as a tribute, not a replacement to any dog you've lost in the past, because that dog had the greatest life ever, it would be awesome to do that again. And it is tough. But Sean, I was thinking about you last night because that was watching you being emotional at that thing last night and still showing up because you wanted to give back was awesome. So I hope he's doing all right. And another of our listeners 
has his dog scheduled today. You don't realize how many people talk to me about this. He's and we've been going back and forth. And his name is Scott, and Scott's got a rough day. So Scott, we're thinking about you as well, because uh, his dog. He's been sending me. His name's Oliver. So everybody out there for Scott and Oliver, give your give your pups a, a big hug this morning and an extra cookie. Because this is Oliver's last day. And uh, this dude's been going back and forth with me. And he's getting steak and egg uh, nice. dinner and all that last night. So, yeah, it's we all have to go through it and might as well just kind of embrace each other while we do. So I heard a lot of stories last night. And it kind of warmed my heart that so many people are uh, care that much. They do a lot for us. And you see people just bring great joy. When I, when I carry my man Bus around, he, he makes a room better. That day, and your dog Carmela was there last night. Yeah. It makes a room better. People yeah. gravitate. Oh, I had a dome room when I was a kid. <laughs> it's uh, and Carmela's gorgeous, by the way. That dog's beautiful. Yeah. His dog is so pretty. <laughs> and then Toledo's dog shows up. Adorable. It's like yep. it makes the room better. Everybody who brought a dog with me just made the room better. So uh, I'm thrilled to be part of that kind of stuff. And again, Homburg Bound is available for that very reason to help out the Humane Society, so we can we can have these moments and be decent human beings together and there was no democrat republican there was no like it was just people with a common cause saying yeah these dogs are pretty awesome no matter what i think about you or anything else this is a good deal so and if gilbert mom wanted to show up i had some cool shoes on last night you could have taken a look at my shoes and recognize we're doing a lot of nice things for the animals you can still hate me but uh and it's the listeners who do it that was pretty awesome pretty cool so thank you guys everybody who showed up everybody who's bought a beer or is gonna buy a beer uh, I will thank you for the Humane Society because that's it. It's a beautiful thing. And the gifts. La Fig, thank you for the oh, cupcakes. The cupcakes from there. Lisa. The, the, um, the guy who brings the T-shirts, is it the same guy? That's David. David. Yeah. I got a couple of, uh, he gave me a cool little thing, but the joke of the 5X. Yeah, he's still getting you 5X. Just, you can't I, wear I can't those. wear that. Yeah, he keeps printing shirts for Brady on 5X because that's funny. <laughs> They're but, huge. Man, I didn't know a 5X was as big as it is. I can't do anything with Shaquille it. Shaquille O'Neal would swim in that 5X. You I, can. I would, I would like to shirt. wear that shirt. Wear it to bed. Yeah, you can wear it as your Grandpa Joe yeah, from Willy Wonka's right. shirt. Go Grandpa Joe with it. I think that's adorable. I mean, you had pajama pants on last night. I did. Why not wear a big, giant, oversized shirt? Yeah, they would go good with it. Look, you'd look just like my grandma before bed last night. Brady had a pair of my grandma's pants on. And <laughs> Jeff Jr. from Trajan was making fun of him. He said, look at his pants. He's dressed like uh, he's in his... his uh, House pants, his little grandma slippers. <laughs> and I looked, and Brady had some, they were a little too long for you, so they were bunched up a little bit at the bottom, like grandma's pants. Grandma never cared about what size, as long as it slid over her tummy and her diaper. And she had two pairs, both black. And so both, comfortable. Both look like PJs, and they're funny. And then you wandered over, and Jeff was giving you all sorts of heat. That was fun. It's a fun night. Yeah, and uh, Craig, uh, Craig uh, has been using his printer, and he made coasters for me. And a couple, I got to bring them for you. I, I took them home, but... Uh, Bottle cap openers with the HMS logo on it. It looked great. Oh, nice. He did a bunch of cool stuff. So cra- all the people who were really nice to us, too. Big sexy brews beer. He brought some beer. He's like, I want you to taste my beer. I'm like, all right, fair enough. You're tasting mine. And uh, Big Sexy's awesome. Yeah, everybody was so much fun. And it's a good group. No fighting. No arguing. The drinking team's there. Everybody's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's possible. And then that was I, our, our buddy, Wynn, who came by. Yeah. It was like... Well, I didn't get a chance to meet do, him. You guys do all get along. Yeah, everybody's this nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, t- I was texting with Wynn in the in the Waymo on the way over, and I said, hey, if you're not doing anything, fire Come on by. over. And uh, pop by. And he goes, I might stop by. And he goes, I can see how the 
population of stands has grown because he always he's seen like a few stands in our our hangouts together. Like guy who just hung out with us once while we were eating, we were bowling. There was a stand, a dude that would not go away, and he's like, "Does this happen a lot?" I'm like, "Not really, but it seems to happen when you're around quite a bit, which is great fun." Uh, but he's yeah. Last night he's like, "This ain't so bad." I'm like, "Yeah, this is a good group. <laughs> we don't have many stands at all." Easy stand drinking team. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and then I got in the Waymo and I started to read. Uh, and that's the best thing about the Waymo is you can read and react to whatever you want. So I'm reading about an Army Hammer is my favorite thing going right now because about two years ago, everybody he's ever dated came out and said he tried to eat them. <laughs> like, remember he was a cannibal? Yeah. Like, he was a cannibal. And then uh, the House of Hammer or whatever they called it. Uh, it his said grandfather. It went back to his grandpa yeah. and he treated people terribly. And Army Hammer was losing jobs and every, he would... Uh, try to bite girls and then eat them, right? And you're like, Jesus, this guy's nuts. And then it started to get to the point where everyone who's ever hung out with him is like, oh, yeah, dude's a cannibal. I'm like, wow. So I'm uh, news stories are coming out about him, about a girl since the document. Like, if anybody made a documentary about me and all the girls I've ever been with said that I tried to eat them, <laughs> and not in a good way, like cannibalize them, like, you know, soccer, Actual flesh, soccer team on the mountain eat them. You know, hungry, use your skull as a bowl, eat them. I'd pull back on the eating people thing. This comedian is uh, went out with him, named Brittany Schmidt, and said, yeah, I went out with him after the documentaries and said, he's a handsome man. He's, uh, he played the Winklevoss twins. The dude's like six, five. He's a good-looking dude. And he's kind of been cleared of everything through the cannibalism. Still, though, like, yeah, some of my behavior was that, but it was all consensual was the argument. And it never really amounted to much but then they put the documentary out that just i mean it did not there wasn't a favorable moment for this dude he was abusive he was a misogynist in the worst way not just like me uh in like <laughs> like not for the laughs like the dude meant it um he, he he ate parts of the ladies there's no doubting like it but it was like all the ladies were in so this girl's out with him and stuff and she said he was really open about like what happened on the documentary and she said, and I found it to be kind of like, you know, nice. We had a little brief fling. We're not together anymore. It did, didn't go the right direction. But he was real open about the idea, as I'm reading with this girl, according to her, that, yeah, if I'm inside of you, I want you inside of me. So I'm going to take a chunk. He's still doing it. You, you accuse me of cannibalism and then go on TV and make a documentary about does it. My she, next date, I'm not biting anybody anymore. I'm done with the biting. That's over. Does she go into details or like, you know... Where does he seek the chunk? Is it a common area? Well, it gives him you know, probably the back, I would assume. Yeah, it's yeah. A, you're not going to fight back too much if you're in the prone position and I take a chunk <laughs> out of your back. Does that mean like the next guy that dates Amber Heard, she's going to yeah, drop his goose in his bed it's too? it's just what I do. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I thought you were over that after the massive international embarrassment of your trial. No, I still <laughs> people's beds. It's just I'm Amber Heard. But uh, he says, you know, he was. she said he was open about the cannibalism and says it's a cycle of completion. While I'm inside of you, I want you to be inside of me. Uh, and she said he did start to bite her. It was very respectful of when she said, that's enough. Safe word? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what he learned from a documentary that destroyed his career is like, you got to stop biting when they say stop biting. I don't bite ever again. Could you just keep it the hair? I'm not much into the whole biting thing in the first place. Yeah, can you pull Here's my hair? Here's a ponytail. Put that <laughs> in your mouth. Don't scalp me. Just pull it, and then when I say that's enough, quit that's it. it. Yeah. Uh, she's had a good laugh about it, and she's telling him. But now he's. Uh, she said uh, he has a good laugh about that. 
he asked her if she, he could brand her. First date. Post-documentary. Would you mind if I branded you? She goes, what's that mean? He goes, well, in the old days it used to mean something else. Now I just want to go get a tattoo. You put my name on your hand and I'll do it to you. It's our first date. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Like, I love you, baby. No, it's not. Branding it's, his name? Yeah, well, that's what he said. Now he just does oh, not the, not the hot iron yeah, and stuff like I that. Too, I think, well, that's what I think he used to do. Yeah. yeah, but she's like, no, no, it's just tattoos. We had to scale back since the international embarrassment. <laughs> but you just stop. You come up with a new plan. It's like the Cardinals keeping Cliff Kingsbury. Like, enough. You guys are losing with this thing. It's not good. You're an embarrassment. Anyway, they never charged him for anything because they couldn't prove it was non-consensual all the ladies that were complaining were sort of in on it same with archie bradley the pitcher for the dodgers well it wasn't archie no, bradley. Trevor, it was bauer. trevor bauer trevor, trevor bauer. bauer archie bradley's was mouthing off about it. Uh, trevor bauer who had a freak and then she got mad and released all the texts about how horrible the things they were doing to each other were and it turns out she was into it dude lost two years of his life no money career and then they're like at the end like nothing happened here and it's crazy unraveled a lot of the texting yeah when she was in on like getting yeah. punched in the nose <laughs> i'm still not doing it i don't care how much a chick says i love being punched in the face I'm like well you're gonna have to seek that at walmart that's you're not getting that here punch me in the nose no they do that at walmart? no well, i'm just saying yeah, i'm just saying it's a it's a place where everything's available is what i'm saying so yeah. find the aisle where you get punched in the face it's a lot not of here. people there we don't offer from. that service here <laughs> i'm saying walmart's got groceries ladders paint uh, and probably a punching section. I don't know. It's a giant store. Seek out a place that offers everything. This place is not that. Punch me square in the nose. <laughs> Absolutely not. We don't do that here, sir. <laughs> you know what I really... Now, the most I'll ever do is, like, you know, finish in a freaky place. Anytime you say, put this here. All right. In your shoes? But they're beautiful. They were on the town hall. I want them in my shoes. All right. I'll do that in your shoes. I hear the words you say sometimes. I mean, who talks like that? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. But punch me in the face, bite some flesh, make me b- bleed. Uh, nah, nah, that's not for me. I mean, I mean granted, guys I'm out there like that's why it's changed. Years ago, no <laughs> right. problem. Yeah, punching abroad in the face during like intimate relations doesn't just uh, nothing for me. Nothing. I avoid any time a woman's bleeding for intimacy, naturally or otherwise. You start bleeding, we stop. Anywhere. Oh, no. Yep, we're done. <laughs> and I'm, I think I don't I'm, go a lot of dudes. You know, I mean, I'll say, like, uh, if a uh, safety word is mentioned, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, your, you say, I'm not your guy. What's we need our, a safety what's word. What's our safe word? I'm like, oh, we're, you're, now, you're different than me. Yeah. If I hear what's our safe word, I'm like, what are we about to do? You're probably just out. 
You might ask I'm questions. Thinking, well, you're if not it doing requires it. Yeah. a safe word, what's it's your something safe I'm probably word? not going to like. For me, what's your safe word is a scary one because, like, yeah. if she's asking me, she's got plans to do something that yeah. may push me to a limit that I'm I'm going to have to shout out. I need an adult. I don't know what's my safety word. Rape, help. It's all of the safety words. It's the ones I would use outside this room. <laughs> help, help. Where's my whistle? I need an adult. If I start screaming that, we're not having sex anymore. I'm under attack. Cheddar. But you make a documentary about me that goes on Netflix and was like a trending top three documentary for a while. A lot of people didn't even know who Army Hammer was. Just a funny name. Is a dude in the back of your fridge. I, I didn't know him until the, the right. social network. The social network was the like his breakout. Yeah. He was great. But if you do a documentary about me and then find other girlfriends, who, how mad are you that you went off and found the other girlfriends and said, did he try to eat you? Yep. Jeez, we need to tell everybody. And he's still like, then yeah, I'm part, still going to bite you. And also to position that it was it's a family. It's like a tr- pass right. down. Yeah. Not only did they just have a beef with you, they did some digging and found out your dad was kind of in on it, and Grandpa might have been in on that. You're a a cannibal. But the new girl said he was super kinky, still was into the stuff, but wildly respectful now. So I guess the documentary worked. He's got boundaries now. Yeah, call me crazy. I'm not that adventurous. If if, if if there's blood, we're going to stop, and it's like a basketball game. Anybody starts bleeding, there's a timeout. We got a styptic pencil. We start working on that. Uh, unless it's down south where I've started something, you know, sometimes you'll be down there and it's like, oh no, it's starting. That's over too. I'm not Bye. one of those. Guys. I'm not one of those guys that's like, we'll get in the shower. It's, ah, we'll just take the week off. I need a week off. We'll, we'll take this next four or five days off. I don't want an OJ scene on the sheets just be, for a little pleasure. Let me just finish the stitching. Yeah. <laughs> I've never once self pleasured and thought, you know what this needed is a puddle of blood somewhere in the bed that makes everything better yeah any blood at all and i'm looking around for like a napkin and like we're gonna i'm not gonna ruin these these sheets are expensive this is not just keep going no i don't like blood no i it's not because my stomach's weak i just feel like this can bite me speaking of biting no you need to go this is it (laughs) but yeah safe word i actually (laughs) <laughs> this guy says, my safe word with my wife is boring. And then she has to step it up a little. <laughs> I'm in on that. Shout boring to her. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. But yeah, I just, any documentary about me that everybody kind of knows. Like you're right, Amber Heard, yeah. the poop. Uh, Marv, I'm guessing Marv Albert didn't fight anybody anymore. Like Marv Albert was in court. They did the court drawings. They didn't have a camera in the court. And they had drawings of Marv Albert and his bad toupee. Multiple. Getting yelled bite at. Marks. Well, because that lady had chunks out of her. He wasn't just nibbling. He was eating her. Yes. Yes. From your back. Yes. <laughs> Delicious. She's called a timeout. She must need a blow. And so do I. Marv stood there and took that beating. Yep. I was into it. I bite women. All the way through like a little apple. All right. Case closed. That's weird. And if you're a lady with chunks out of you this morning and you're smiling at this, you can never, ever, ever go after that guy for biting you. Because five or ten years later down the line, you've got scars that you're not happy with and it's his fault. Uh Uh-uh, it's your fault. You let a dude take a bite of you and you don't stop it right then and there, that's consent. 
Well, no, two days later, I can be like, that was... Nope. If he's bu- if Brett bit me right now, I wouldn't wait a couple days to see what happened. Brett's out. <laughs> did Brett just bite John? Yes, he did. Well, he's not going to work here anymore, is he? <laughs> I'm not, you're not sticking around for a few more weeks. And go, i got to get ready for that biting. That happened weeks ago. I thought you were cool with it. Nah, it really it disturbed me. <laughs> I had to do some... Pa- I'm st- Look, you may be here for a few days. I'm starting the paperwork within 10 minutes of, of stopping the bleeding. How come you're bleeding so hard? Well, Brett just came up and gave me a good old-fashioned bite in the back and then ate my flesh. Are you going to keep him around? No. It's beyond hickey. Yeah, hickeys are like, you know. You leave a mark because I, I can remember years ago a friend that had a girlfriend and he had just scratches claw and marks stuff, yeah. on his back and that was a badge of honor. The claw marks are all right. But, yeah. I mean, this looked like, uh, this was definitely going beyond the skin. You don't like eat me. Cat of nine tails. Yeah, if you're starting to wolverine yeah, my ass. Yeah, if back. I need stitches, if there's a four-inch gash. No. <laughs> if I can feel the blood trickling down my back, we're stopping. Maybe you'll, you know, like a cat, scratch the surface, leave a little mark. That's that cute. sweat? <laughs> I don't think that's sweat because it burns. We should stop. You're bleeding pretty hard. That's my, that's what I'm supposed to say to you. But yeah, some of those dudes and some of you guys listening are into that. I punch her in the face because she likes it. Like, I don't know that anybody really likes that. <laughs> no, she does. Trust me. Okay. Don't talk about it, though, because that's gonna. it's probably going to come back and haunt you. Yeah, it's... Uh, this guy says, blood, John, but what if she's a virgin? Do you stop? <laughs> yes, I've done something terrible. Wow. <laughs> Excellent question. Excellent question, Andrew. Yes, I stop because I'm going to be really shocked. And I'm also at that point, I'm going to ask for some ID. Wait a minute. What, uh, what's going on here? I just died. I'm a virgin. Okay. You seem older, I think. You're 37. I need, I need Yeah, there's something really wrong now. I grew my hymen back after my divorce. Okay. I got to go. <laughs> So, yeah, Army Hammer was fascinating. The Waymo, I said, I'm reading that thing. I'm like, this is fascinating. That he still, he had the nerve to sit down on a date with the lady. I've heard about you, Army. Yeah, what? You like to cannibalize women. Something. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not going to, not going to deny that. That's true. There's no getting around it at this point. Netflix ruined that. Used to be kind of an under the covers thing, but now, since Netflix did that giantly, that huge popular documentary about me eating women, eh, that's where I live, so. You want some calamari? You want to get out of here? Let's go. Take a bite out of me. That's and then again, if you're dating Army Hammer, at this point, with the documentary, you know, Devil's Advocate. Should why should better. he stop? You're dating Army Hammer. His resume is on Netflix. Look, this is what he does. You're asking for it. Well, it was like all the broads that were with Charlie Sheen. Charlie too. It's Sheen like you knew going in. Yeah, how are you complaining about what yeah. happened to Charlie Sheen? We had these sex parties. I'm like, you dated Charlie Sheen. Right. You signed up for it. I went to a baseball game and a baseball hit me. That happens. And if you got paid for it, shut your mouth. (laughs) One girl that came in here, I got an NDA. They gave me 30 grand and I talk about all the cocaine, hookers and sex and AIDS at the party. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm not allowed to talk about it. But there were people there that you signed the thing. You were going to have sex with some people who are HIV positive. I'm like, I don't think you should be saying this on the air. I think that's part of that non-disclosure agreement you took the check for. I didn't say who it was. I don't think you're supposed to say you were even there. Yeah, before you could even get in, you had to sign paperwork, and they gave you a check. Still right. don't believe. I mean, I just it's just I like mind-boggling. That, I like that you're into such weird stuff. 
Like that's a, that's where my brain doesn't work. I'm into like my brain says you like so much weird stuff that you're probably going to get sued. So anybody that comes in your house has to sign. You have to give anyone that comes to your party that sticks around after midnight thirty grand and never talk about it because you are going to do illegal stuff. Cool. Hey, don't go public with this. You mind? No, not at all. <laughs> Can I have my arm back? No, that's mine. Now it's a trophy. Going to the party and you, they're bagging your phone. Come on in. Hand me your phone. <laughs> this guy says, my friend has a bite mark scar on, the, on his side from a guy he fought in high school. I wouldn't tell anybody that either. No. <laughs> Want to see where a dude bit me once? No. Never. Ever. <laughs> it's just, the world's gone crazy. But if you date Army Hammer, I kind of admire that he's sticking to his guns. And then, again, once again, a girl that goes out with Army Hammer, next thing you know, she's talking to Harvey over at TMZ. Want to hear about my date with Harvey? Ar- yes, we want to hear about your date with Army Hammer. Well, did he say he was going to bite you? He sure did. Did he? Uh-huh. But I told him to stop so he didn't cannibalize me. Well, I guess he's growing. I'll tell you more when you come to my comedy show tonight. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it is a way to promote herself. But, you know, if you're trying to get ahead in life, date Army Hammer once and then call TMZ and you'll be comedian your name, dated Army Hammer. You, you date Brett? Good chance you're in a trunk. Oh. Eh, we know it. I know you're not going to admit it, but it's true. Oh. You date me? Good chance you're going to be wildly disappointed. In fact, it's going to happen. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can put my stamp on that. that can be, I can notarize that. Now, the NDA for me would be, don't tell anybody how disappointed you were. Here's $30,000. Don't, don't leave this party and say how awful it was. <laughs> sure, I guess. Yeah, you're not going to want to stay. Don't worry about it. Here's 30 grand just for not saying anything. You date Brady, you're probably going to end up in a kitchen. You're going to eat good. <laughs> yep. You're going to sleep good. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go to bed early. <laughs> and you're probably going to take care of yourself. <laughs> and you're not necessarily going to sleep good. Brady is, because you're going to be distracted by that <laughs> CPAP noise. What? What's the matter with you? Are you getting up again? Hey, guys, got to pee. Six, ten times tonight. Oh, God, Brady, that's not a pee. I know. One snuck out. Uh, you want to go down on me? Did you shower? No, no, I got the rust button a huge way. Okay. I'm climbing right back into bed with it. Doesn't seem to bother me. Sign this NDA that none of this ever occurred. <laughs> Here's your purse. In the Brady Netflix documentary. Then he went to bed at nine, got up in the middle of the night, took a came right back to bed. <laughs> I was disgusted. Yes, yeah, sign papers, lady. I'm suing you. Yeah, that's another deal breaker. I'd rather get bitten in the back and have a chunk taken out of me than have the person I'm sleeping next to hop up, take a huge deuce, and come back to bed if I didn't hear any shower water running. Yeah. When you get that wafting smell from the bedroom back in, it follows them. The last thing I want to hear after that is, hey, 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 poopy butt, get back in there and scrub up. You're not laying in here like that. No poops in the middle of the night without a washcloth and a shower. Clean it up. Yuck. Especially if you're abroad. <laughs> and if you are abroad. The good news about you getting back into bed after you take a dump in the middle of the night is you're alone anyway. The cats are the only thing that are going to be upset. And I also know for another fact, you're not getting any poop on that ring because there isn't one. (laughs) 
Don't be gross. That's what I'm saying. And don't bite each other anymore. Stop nibbling on everybody. It's just the questions we all sound have. Sound advice, It's John. sound advice not to bite each other. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Another thing I read in the Waymo last night was that Alec Baldwin just about had it with all this rust stuff. He wants a speedy trial. And he's another one that needs to shut up. Just keep it down, Alec. I'm tired of all this. I want a speedy trial. It's enough. I don't think you're going to like the results. You're not the one that's going to call the shot here. Look, I shot her. Can we get this over with already? I think Alec needs to quiet down. And that's enough, Judge. Can we just make a judgment now? You really want that? Okay. Guilty of murder. <laughs> Why are we looking into all these facts? We know what happened. Let's do it. We've got it on film. By Alec. But yeah, I saw this, the headline. Alec Baldwin tired of all this. Demand speedy trial. Like, what? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Is this for me? Mm-hmm. I worry. One of buddies uh, emailed in. Said so my wife and I have a safe uh, word. Actually, she's not my wife. It says uh, my girl and I have a safe phrase. It's called "I'm awake, I'm awake." Uh, signed Nathan Sutherland. <laughs> All right, that is. But does she know that? Does she have to read cue cards for the safe word? I don't know. I don't. I've never met anybody with a safe word in my life. Have you? Uh, would they? Tell, I avoid uh, those broads. Yeah. Well, I'm not even talking about girls. I'm no. like a dude who tells you yeah, our safe word, and it gets like I can understand getting a little feisty. I don't have it in me to like hurt you. I don't have that. I don't, I don't, I'm not into that. I, if I wanted to try to hurt you and tie you to something to where you were, it just doesn't seem right. I think I was raised better. <laughs> Make them, if they start bleeding, uh, it's over. That was my, I think that's my, that was my sex talk with my dad. You, yeah, you do the thing and then you, you put the biggest part of you uh, where she pees. And then uh, <laughs> if it starts bleeding, you stop. I'm like, okay. I put my head in the toilet. No, 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 no. The biggest part of you goes where she pees. And maybe not the biggest part. Just stick something where she pees and then don't hit her. That's basic. Those are the rules. I love you. I love you. Goodbye. Son, you're in second grade now. It's time we have a <laughs> oh, talk. I got the talk in fourth grade. And then again in eighth grade. That was the condom thing. That was our... Uh, they talked to me about sex. And I've told you why. because my dad smacked my mom in the ass at dinner when I was in second grade. And my sister was in fifth. He goes, looking good, Marcy. I'll never forget it. It's core memory. If I close my eyes, I could recreate the wallpaper if I focused hard enough. Looking good, Marcy. Pats her on the ass. She walks away. And I'm like, looking good. That's her butt. What What do you mean? And then my sister goes, sometimes dad puts his pee-pee in there. Like, oh, oh, oh what the hell's going on? The earth is wrong. We're off our axis. And my mom goes, shut up, Dana. What do you mean he puts his pee-pee in? in, where, in a, where the fudge is made? <laughs> When a man and a woman love each other very much, sometimes they play poo games. Dad, no. <laughs> no. Well, you're growing up. You're going to need to know. Uh, don't cry, sissy. I'm eight. It's too soon. <laughs> Not mom's butt. That's a great phrase. That's actually a good band, band name, Not too. Mom's Not butt. mom's butt. <laughs> John, speak for yourself. If I'm in, I'm finishing blood or not. Oh, yeah. See, and there's some of you guys that can handle that. I'm not. I'm not one of them. It's going to be a murder scene in there. You ready? <laughs> Take the week off. 
I like how Dan kind of turns into almost Mr. Krabs. He is a little bit. Well, that was his nervous talk to the boy voice. Everything else was fine. There was a lot of... Listen up, boyo. And he tried to do the textbook thing, and then it just went off the rails. When a man and a woman care about each other quite a bit, he takes his pee-pee, and uh, she tries to eat it. I'm like, what? And then then you put it in her. And sometimes you do the butts. What? It's how babies are made, except for in the front butt. Ah, go go to school. It's 8 o'clock at night. Kids, I'm, get out of here. I'm late for work. Yeah, I'm going to bed. And it all stemmed from him tapping my mom on the ass at dinner. Looking good, Marcy. Huh? And then dummy asked a question. Why, why would mom's... What do you mean that's looking good? It's her butt. And then the Wicca chimes in. She had to use the word pee-pee to speak my language. Sometimes Dad puts his pee-pee in there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got dizzy. I remember sitting at the table getting dizzy like, I can't. This isn't. You're kidding, right? Then the tables turned. It, it, you know, sometimes when you don't understand why your pee-pee grows and... Yeah. All right, all right. That's when your dad does what he... Anyway, your mother and I love each other. And there's a lot of... I want to put it. Sometimes she uses her hand. You, uh, yeah. Eat, eat your goddamn dinner. I work hard. Five years later, it just took a commercial, Pepsi commercial with Sophie oh. Vergara. Oh, the tug away <laughs> happened three years later, and I still didn't understand what was going on. I just knew what I liked. And the butts. I was like, whoa. Sophia Vergara was when I was 17. I was well aware of the pee-pee and the butt problem. <laughs> that, was, that had become a fantasy at that point. The other stuff was understandable. The butt thing was still uh, the mountaintop. I'm like, I got to get out there. I got to do some more hiking. And then Sophia ran across the beach in that bikini when we were both 17. And I realized that butts were in play. Dad was right. I think that might have been when I realized it, too. And Sophia Vergara ran across the Pepsi Cola beach in that bikini. And I flashed back to that dinner in West Virginia in second grade. And I went, oh, that's what he meant looking good Marcy for. I it all see. came together. Oh. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah, it's a rough world. I don't envy. Maybe my dad. Maybe those kind of moments are why I never wanted kids. Like deep down, those are the things. Like, I never want to have that talk with a kid. You put your pee-pee in what? No, you know what? I'm going to give you back. I'm going to Toledo this situation <laughs> and just put you in a drawer at the firehouse. Uh, it's 7-17. But uh, in fairness... Mom kept it tight. She looked good. <laughs> yeah, it was tempting. She had a nice figure. Yeah, my, oh, that's exactly what, yeah. There's an old man who says creepy things. <laughs> Mom kept it together. She had a nice figure. I remember my drug addict cousin came over to the house and we were swimming. My mom came out in his, her bikini. And nobody knew that he was a drug addict. We all knew he did drugs. We just didn't know how to recognize the signs. We were all kind of naive to it. And he's in the pool and he picks me up. And we're playing and stuff, and then he just throws me aside, and he goes, your mom has the greatest Thanks, cousin Marty. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what? She's just beautiful. And his eyes were all glassy. <laughs> he was just staring, like, right at my mom, and I'm like, okay. Thanks, Lane Staley. Yeah, uh, all right. And then I realized that it's just weird. Everyone's weird. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats over there, Brad? Uh, wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Whether you're going to hit the trails or hit the uh, hit the ski slopes this uh, winter, it's Action Ride Shop's your place to be. All the gear you're going to need is right there and in front of you. Gilbert Road and Southern, or you can check them out online at actionrideshop.com. Uh, on the list, uh, Buck Cherry for the Gilbert moms, obviously. 
Uh, August Burns Red, whitewashed for uh, Gilbert. Uh, Misfits, Lamb of God, Attila, Skindred, Body Count, There Goes the Neighborhood for uh, yeah, there it Gilbert. Is. I don't want to play it again, but man, that's a good one. There Goes the Neighborhood for the Gilbert Moms. Then you got Army Hammer ones, uh, Let It All Bleed Out from Rob Zombie and Judas Priest Eat, you alive, or Eat Me Alive. Yeah. That's pretty good. We'll do a little Judas Priest, Eat Me Alive. All right. And more so in honor of the fact that a study came out on NBC News, Judas Priest, mm-hmm. involved in its own weird way, that 30% of uh, generations, uh, was it, uh, not gen- Generation Y, which is uh, 18 which one is that? They're the ones after us. There's okay. Generation X, which is you and me, Generation Y, which is next, and then there's Millennials and Gen Z. Okay. Or was that it? Was it Gen Z? It's Gen Z. I think it's Gen Z. It's Gen Z. 30% of Generation Z as identifying as LGBTQ. 30%. That number's never been higher than 10. 30% identify as gay, lesbian, bi, trans. And it's because we gave them the options, you know. We put it on the menu. And I can hear my Scottish friend Thomas 20 years ago. You don't see it, Johnny. They're trying to make all our kids gay. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're doing it through indoctrination, making them hug. His son had to hug another boy at school because they got into a fight. I know, Gilbert. Isn't it crazy? It happened before you. But they got into a fight. And uh, the teacher made his son hug another boy in front of the class to show that they all got along. And Thomas went down there. You'll you'll nay make my boy do stuff like a homo. And he started to scream at the teacher in front of the class and say the word homo a lot. And he's telling me the story. I'm like, hey, you might overreact to that. I understand that. <laughs> you don't want the teacher disciplining you. No, take them out of that public school. It's indoctrination to make them all gay. <laughs> and so who's the first person I hear from after reading that? and say, My Scottish friend Thomas. I told you years ago the idea is to make everyone a homo. You think? Well, it's happening. And now it's hard to ignore. The numbers have leapt. 30% of an entire generation, 18 to 25, says, yeah, I'm some gay. Our population is growing too much. We need to figure out a way. They did yeah. that years ago. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think it's population I control. Don't. I think it's definitely a <laughs> control, but I'm not sure. They, I don't know what they're doing. But again, when I was growing up, there were two options. And then the third thing, which was just kind of uh, you had to ask the waiter, do you still serve this? It was either straight or gay. The other stuff was like, we don't talk about it, but. You got the dressing up like a broad thing, right? Oh, yeah. We don't talk. We don't put that on the menu. Now it's everywhere. LGBTQ plus QRF, M-O-U-S-E. They've got it all. So when you you give an entire generation the option and they've got more than just the two we had, hey, you know, good chance it's going to jump up to about 30% that someone likes to put their mom's underwear on. It's okay now. It used to be weird. Now if you go through your sister's drawers and you put them on, it's okay. It would have been a grounding at my house, but now, now it's okay. Now you now you get to go to a therapist for free and explore that. So Judas Priest, congratulations. All that work that Rob put in. In and out. What is the end goal, though? Like, what's a good number there? 50% of the population? Just everything's available? I'm still hearing a lot more 50% about 50% would yeah. be... Like, I'm still learning about what pansexual is, and it still doesn't make sense to me. Like, I just, can't keep track of it all. You can be any of them at any given time, and you're attracted to any of them at any given time. Isn't that just all of it? Uh, just make a choice. Either way. Yeah. That's, I think, what we're saying. Yeah. You know what? Either way, whatever you want to do, just make a choice. <laughs> Quit being so manby-pamby. Yeah.
Pick a letter and stick with it. <laughs> Always seems like there's a transfer portal. Or you take yeah. your talents. Yeah. Going pansexual. For yeah, you're now. leaving Colorado because yeah. Florida's a better offer. And it's yeah. like, wait, well, I thought you were. No, I'm all of it. I'm all of them. Okay. You put the dress on. And that used to be like frowned on, but now and then mom will take you to Target for shopping after you. If she catches you in a dress, it used to be like an embarrassment. Now you're going to Target. You're going to get some new clothes. I, I suppose that's better. But Thomas was adamant about it. It's happened in Scotland. They took away a kid's right to feel anything. And they made them all feel gay. And they want that. They want, and I kept saying, why would they want all the kids to be gay? Control. I guess. Who? I don't know. It seems like a weird one to jump to. But, he, you know, the numbers are panning out that maybe that golf game with Thomas, he was on to something. And then, the, and then his big one was also pedophilia. They're going to try to make the age drop. They've been working on this in Europe for years. Try to get the age of consent to 12 or 13. Have the way with the kids. You know, pedos. And just okay. hit your ball. Hit Jimmy Seville. <laughs> I told you, the number will rise to 70%. There'll be no more of us. I think maybe he was arguing that the, the reason why it'll Scotland will never be on their own, because that's the agenda. To make everyone gonna, gay? So they don't vote to be independent. It'll never pass. I have no idea. I just don't, I, I can't imagine, like, politicians all getting, you know, if we made them all gay, control them easier. <laughs> You could? Yeah. All right, I'm in. What do we have to do? It's going to take about 30 years. <laughs> we start showing TV shows and like dudes dressed as women, and we make that normal. And anyone who says it isn't gets in trouble. It'll take about 30 years. 30, 30 We've years. done it in five. Yeah, we made it. Hey, we, we got a lot of help from the networks. We didn't realize how big this was going to be. <laughs> we're right, way ahead of schedule. I mean, we're firing people like crazy for going, hey, there's a guy in a dress. And you're not allowed to say that anymore. Wait, uh, yesterday we could. Yeah, things are different now. We're making everyone gay. Why? <laughs> Control. I don't get it. But it, 30% of a entire generation says, I'm in this, I'm an LGBTQ. Uh, tell me it's fashionable, and I'll believe that more than I would that they're actually in on that. You've opened all the doors, you know? I don't like to think that if I was in high school today, that if all the doors were open, I'd have opened them. I still kind of liked only opening one of them. <laughs> the one I open is the one I still open. I kind of like opening that one. But if they're like, you know, this is available too. I'm like, eh, too much hair. Good. There's a lot of hair Good. in that one. <laughs> I do admire the gay lifestyle. They seem happy. They make a lot of money. Well, two men incomes. That's the biggest draw. Mm. Almost all of them have infinity pools. <laughs> It's out of control now.